awesome. You're not coming up on mine. Perfect. All right. Um, all right. So three, two, one. All right, we're going to. Do, I, was that in sync with me? I, th I thought so. I'm like on watching the camera. I thought it was okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there might just be a delay in the call because it was like a full two seconds behind me. <laughs> Judging on my end from your camera, I was. Okay. I nailed it. It was like doing the <laughs> eye test, you know, where like when the dots lined up, I was on it. <laughs> well, then we. It should be okay then. Just on my end, it was it was a three to one clap, and then you were just still you were just, and then There may just be a delay, so it should be fine then. If we're recording, okay. if if you start recording at the same time you saw me do it, then they should still theoretically they should sync up, right? Doesn't that make sense? I. W I would think so. Right? And I, I was listening to the sound too. I was right there on the three, two, one, and hammered it. <laughs> hammered it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. We'll make it work. I guess it'll. I don't know. <laughs> this is getting to a whole thing of just like I don't know how time works, and I don't even really. <laughs> It'd be really interesting if people listen to it and. We're not synced up, you know? It's just <laughs> us talking over each other. and what? Like, it's already... I can't imagine listening to us already just with, like, the loud laughing and, like, right. sort of nonsense. And then then if they're just, like, half a second off from each other, it'd be kind of great. Well, that's what's confusing me, right? Because I'm trying to... Like, so we're talking in real time and having a, a normal conversation in real time. But your clap was two seconds after mine. What? And I don't... Well, I know I didn't miss it by two seconds. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm... That's what's messing me up, because you said, like, it was in sync for you. <laughs> well, I don't know. The, so the, the video on my end is you're freezing up here and there, like, getting hurt oh. on the video. Oh, okay. Did you... But you heard my clap, and you did it, like, on when I clapped? Yeah, I went with your... Three, two, one, okay. and <laughs> then I get. I guess it's fine. I don't. I don't. I'm having a hard time understanding how time works. Whatever. I'll figure it out. Um, there's <laughs> there's two clap noises in there. Though. Anyway, I think well, this should just all be in the show at this point. Well, yeah. Uh, it really. So, if nothing else, even if we're just laughing for the first like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you hear my clap and time those up, true. we should be okay. Oh, it should, yeah, I guess it should be all right. I'll figure it out. I'll see all what right. happens. I don't know. Okay. I get your I get your file and for some reason yours is like an hour longer than mine. Like it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like inter, it's like interstellar how like when they're on that one planet for 20 minutes it's like 3 years. Right. Yeah. On, in the spaceship. And for some reason uh, it's anyway. mine recorded in French. <laughs> oh, God, I really want to hear your voice in French now. <laughs> if I I want to know what that guy sounds if like. If I need some French words I'd throw them out there, but we. Well, that's. I think that's your. <laughs> we, but we. not not the W one, the O one. <laughs> the French guy who sounds so American, he has to explain what he's saying to French people. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, this is just all in the show. Hi, welcome back to the Nielsen Brothers podcast. I'm Logan, and I'm Luke. Oh, this uh, we haven't done one in a while, and uh, this is an experiment too. This is our first remote one that we're doing. We have a Skype call going, and we're recording separate audio files. So, uh, dear listeners, we're gonna see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you're wondering what the first four minutes of gibberish was about, <laughs> it's we were timing up because I'm recording. I'm recording an audio file. And Logan's recording an audio file, and we're looking at each other on mm -hmm. the uh, streaming service. So we timed it up, and I learned something today that you sync these up by we were doing a clap, like three, two, one, so you have that. Mm -hmm. And you told me that's what the clacker board for movies is for, which I did yeah, not I guess, know. Yeah, I guess maybe people don't know that because I guess when I was younger too, I never thought of it either. I'm just, it was just like, oh, movies, they sure love their clackers. Like, you know, it was right. a thing they wrote, they wrote the name of the movie on for the camera. I don't know, in case they forgot. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why they have it. 
but the reason why they do the 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 clacker board uh, is that's to sync up the camera and the audio department because it's not like a video camera where the audio and the the image are in the same machine. Um, usually you have your film camera that's recording the image. Then you have your sound guy off to the side. That's where so someone has the boom and it goes to the sound department. They have to sync those up in post later. So the clacker is then you get you match the sound of the clacker in the audio to the slam on the video or on the film. Um, and that's why like they do it in one solid motion. If you do any like bump or whatever, they call it a bad uh, a bad slate and they have to do it again because you need the one just the one solid one. Otherwise, it's hard to sync up. Um, and then usually when they're off to the side, uh, when you see people in, you know, behind the scenes stuff, they're watching monitors, what's happening. That's not the live feed through the camera. That's the video assist. So that's usually a video camera that is alongside the film camera. Now they have those kind of built into the same deals now where you can capture kind of two images at once. But that's not – so there's usually like – there's four different components happening to just make one usable moment of, <laughs> of film that sounds and looks good. That's That's kind of what's going on there. That's a little film school crash course. So but I do love that you, but I realized too, yeah, like you said, you never questioned the clacker board. I'm like, and yeah. I just thought about it, like, you know, even though I went to film school, I never did when I was younger. I went in film school, they told me like, oh, that does make sense. Yeah. That's what that's for. Well, I just thought, you know, it's, uh, it's whatever gear they selected. It's like the director's chair. It doesn't need to be that chair. It just is. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's how they start this thing. It's a they tradition. They feel good when you're, when you're shooting a movie, they just make you look cool. Yeah. <laughs> so now if you're the clacker person. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, got written on there, scene one, take five or whatever, and you screw up the clack, you drop it or something, do you have to, mm-hmm. is that take six now? Do you have to, to is that a new uh, start of a new take or not? Some, it depends on the movie set. I think no, usually they just mark that as like a bad slate, and that's why then you'll see the, uh, like sometimes behind the scenes they'll do like an upside down slate. Like or sometimes that's to like show the end of the scene, but sometimes they'll be like bad slate and they'll show it and then they'll reclack, they'll reslate the whole thing. Um, huh. So I don't I don't know I don't know if they'll change if it's a new take, but they will for sure do a whole new saying what scene it is because they say that too for the sound department. Take scene whatever, take whatever, you know, and even on the some of the clackers too will have like what you know reel of film they're on, you know, right. and all that stuff too what what number slate to they'll have that written separately that's separate from the amount of film and stuff too you'll have the amount of slates that you have um Hmm. just to keep track of then when you load them all up you know how what number slate you're at because you can keep rolling and do several slates within one you know before cutting right you know in one kind of segment of film you can have that too so Hmm. it's is the film's complicated. It's a, it's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool though. It it is cool, but even like being in film school and learning the ins and outs of a film set, leaving it being like, oh, that sounds like a lot to manage. That sounds just like a lot to think about <laughs> at all times. I do honestly. I every time, like what I, I'm always amazed when people who make like small indie movies will then get a gig like directing something huge. Yeah, because those are just wildly different worlds, and like you know, especially like if you look at like the Marvel movies, they're doing you know years of pre-production, building the animations and stuff like that before you even start shooting. So you almost have to pre-direct the movie with the special effects before you actually get on set with your actors to direct the movie. And then they talk about too, like, oh man, Robert Downey Jr. improvised all these moments. I'm like, how? How is there any time or room for improvising anything? <laughs> They'd be like, no, dude, sorry, we already built this in the computer. Say the lines we wrote. I don't, I won't even know how to combine. <laughs> right. It's combining that, like that level of of improv and preparedness doesn't work in my mind for some reason. Right. Even though, like, even though I went to film school, I've, I've done improv, and I guess that's kind of what stand up is. Weirdly, I, I can't believe I'm comparing myself to the Avengers. Uh, but no, but like the idea of so like like because I, I so I clearly understand the idea of having something planned, but being willing to play in the moment too, but not with hundreds of people behind me, <laughs> costing millions of dollars. Right. That's that's the part that I'm just like, well, then what do they all do? <laughs> like, how do you go to how do you go to a room of sixty people and be like, hey, you know what? I feel like screwing around. Like, how do you? Like, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't possibly do that. Like, now all of you make this work. 
Exactly. That just I don't know. But I it's probably why to work in that industry you got to have a, a way bigger ego than mine. I don't know. <laughs> Filmmaking in general seems Yeah, I don't know. I I suppose it's just because that's not a creative outlet I've like done anything in, but yeah, it's right. there's way more to it than you would think. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, down to well that's why too like people wonder why, you know, credits are so long, especially in like big, you know, computer animated movies or you know with like uh, you know, big special effects movies, you know, big blockbusters and it's like what do all these people do? And sometimes too in like the names of like the uh, like the visual effects people, sometimes there's one guy's job who is like he's just he makes like light on rocks. Like that's he spent the whole movie <laughs> Like it literally, like, or just like this one person, they did all of the smoke. They're in, that whole team is in <laughs> right. charge of smoke. So, like, in one image, like, like that, that final like battle in Avengers Endgame. Let's take that for example. That's like they had. I think it was that movie had like four different special effects houses working on it. So working on different scenes at different times, and in that final battle, I think two different effects houses worked on it, where some handled these elements. Some handled the other elements, and then they all went to then, I think, ILM to put them all together. Like, it was like, oh, these people designed this part of the fight. These people designed this part of the background, and then now send them to one person, and now I'm going to stack them together and also put the actors' performances in and stuff like that. Like, that's the stuff. I hear people talk, like, I've watched interviews with, like, special effects people, and they'll explain it, and I'm like, well, I'm even farther away from understanding what you do. Because now I know you keep now. Because now I know you're not just doing all of this at once. You and a thousand other people in different parts of the world are being like, "Yeah, I know where this fire goes." <laughs> like, right? Like, like, what's that meeting like? I don't know what you do. Like, well, and I would think that would be so difficult for any component of that in terms of like any creative stuff I've done. Like, there's a fairly immediate response i mean you know like if you're performing Mm -hmm. or something you're getting feedback like okay i'm either i'm on it's connecting people are getting it but like even if you're acting and then oh but all this stuff's gonna be put in with computers afterwards uh, yeah i don't know i think that would be very challenging yeah well, that's why you have actors who get good at being in big blocks big blockbusters and you know because they can do it because they're a money draw too but also they get used to performing to nothing. Right. Which is, you know, which is impressive. And that's why sometimes you have big action movies where like the lead is really stale. It's like, well, it's because they have nothing to act to. Like, they're, <laughs> right. They're standing in an empty void talking to nothing. Um, I'm really interested though. Uh, do you see that Disney plus is uh, on, on May 4th, oddly enough, wink, wink. Uh, they're <laughs> dropping a eight part series about uh, the making of the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, I did. I saw just a little blurb on that. I didn't even know if it, I didn't know it was going to be a series. I thought it was going to be like a one-off thing, but I just saw like the blurb come up for the May yeah. the fourth. But that'll be cool. I love the Mandalorian. Well, and that one is. I think I've talked to you about. It. I can't remember if I've talked to it, talked about it on this show when we talked about the Mandalorian. But like, they have because I I talked to you after I, I rewatched it recently. And I'm just like this show really has no need. It, it has no business looking that good. It's such a good looking show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, like, part of it is, too, like, all the backgrounds in most movies where you do, like, a green screen and then put it in later, they did, and it's, like, they used it in the movie Oblivion, that Tom Cruise movie, but it's just a big uh, LED screen behind them that has the digital image on it, so it literally, and then I've seen it in YouTube videos, and I saw it, I think it's going to be in this uh, making of, but they track the image to where it knows where the camera's pointing, so if you just look at it stationary, as the camera moves the background shifts and like looks weird off the side because it's staying, the whole image is staying. So it's flat against the camera. So it makes sense in the camera's eye, but standing off to the side, it almost turns into like a magic eye painting. Whoa. Like it's hard to, it's really hard for me to explain without seeing footage of it, but it's like the image, like, cause the way the camera looks at it, it like chops up and it moves differently, but it's a whole screen behind them that they've, and they can kind of digitally edit the background, like right there while they're filming it. It's kind of some huh. of what uh, it's some of the technology that Favreau used on um, uh, Lion King, but like put in with this this LED screen technology, and it's cool too because now it's you have a digital background that 
is the lighting of it so you don't have to go through and change the lighting and get rid of like the green halo that's around stuff with green screen oh yeah and it's like i don't know that to me i've been i try to tell people about it and i really i never get good at explaining it but it's a thing that (laughs) excites me it's it's hard i'm just like no this is a cool thing that has never existed and it looks wild and if someone designed it in a friggin lab and i just don't (laughs) i don't it's very cool to me I have a lot of stuff like that that's cool to me, and I don't know how to explain it in a way that doesn't sound either stupid or boring. <laughs> you just got to be like, trust me, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. But uh, So not that I want to make the show uh, about this, uh, but, <laughs> you know, the the quarantining and stuff, though. I But I wanted to just because, you know, so we like to talk about, like, life, too, and, and yeah. dealing with stuff. And I guess, so, uh, you know, how, you've been doing a lot, I guess, still. How how you been? I'm inside, but... Yeah, yeah. How you? Yeah, what you been up to? Uh, been good. You know, it's uh, different not being at school teaching and coaching directly with my mm-hmm. students and athletes. I mean, we're still sending stuff out remotely, which is kind of different. You know, I I prefer prefer the uh, the live performance of teaching as opposed to the distance learning, but. Yeah, it's been okay. It's been fun with my kids at home because we're doing their school stuff and I get to kind of work through their stuff with them, which I don't normally, you know, get to do all the time. You know, maybe if they have an assignment for home or something, but their elementary stuff like that's been kind of fun. We've been hanging out. Watching a lot of movies, doing stuff like that, camping out in the living room a lot. And then I've otherwise just been trying to. I remember having a thought before that, like, if I could go to prison without it being prison, you could probably get a lot of stuff done, <laughs> you know? Like, like yeah. if you could just pause life for a little bit, and you'd be like, oh, I would read a bunch right. of things and learn a bunch of stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't want to go to prison. Uh, this is mm-hmm. kind of like that. I'm not comparing it to being in prison, and that's, you know, I have my yeah. freedom and things but uh because there are certain groups of people who are doing that <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah. yeah so c- certainly not comparing it to that but it ca- kind of made me think of that where it's like well now is a good time to try to learn some stuff and do some different things and work on writing and stuff like that so that's about it i've been hammering out a bunch of master classes and doing some other online learning and doing some marketing stuff now and that's about it marketing stuff for what luke (laughs) uh my book just came out like yesterday yeah i know and uh i I, mean you talked on the phone yesterday uh, (laughs) and then and you didn't mention it and then i got off the phone and got on facebook and i literally turned to my girlfriend i said that dick like i i was literally asking like hey man what's new and then i get on facebook said oh my book's out i'm like oh that's you know i i and she's like he wrote a book i'm like yeah he wrote this book and he never tells me anything about it unless i specifically ask like how's the book going and usually a lot usually a bunch of neat stuff that i like hearing about but he never volunteers it so yeah you have a freaking book out yeah yeah well you know one it's kind of a weird thing to talk about it seems a little pretentious to be like i wrote a book but uh also i did not i was even going to text you cuz i was going to tell you on the phone but i i had i was working yesterday helping a buddy do drywall from a socially mm-hmm. safe distance and mm-hmm. uh yeah which is dangerous to throw drywall at each other but you guys were doing yeah yeah juggle just heaving them to each other <laughs> the, i suppose a dry a, you know a drywall slat's probably about six feet they're eight foot yeah. lengths there well see then you're perfect yeah but the, the drywall is already up we we're mudding anyway no okay. but uh i had got a message from my publisher that like, hey, it's ready to roll out. So the digital file, the whatever, the digital book is going to be hopefully up yesterday, which it was. And then usually it's a couple of days before then the paperback is ready to be ordered. But that actually went up today. The paperback is now available for order as well. But Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome! Yeah, because I saw the digital one. I was like, I, and I was, I was still gonna be like, oh, I'm still gonna read his book, but I was a little bummed. I'm like, I'd like to have a copy of it. When are those gonna be? But if that's already up, then even better. I'm gonna order one of those. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the 
it may take a little longer to get the paperback with the current situation of the world. True. Um, I think they've been kind of back on track of of getting stuff delivered, but but yeah, yeah. still generally. But uh, yeah, so at the moment that I talked to you on the phone, because I had like just gotten home and was doing stuff, whatever, I had not had a chance to look yet, so I did not okay. know if it was up. And then it was shortly after I talked to you, then I looked and like, oh, hey, wow, yeah, actually, the digital one is now available, so. Yeah. Well, we don't have to spend, because I know you don't like promoting yourself either, really, but it's, <laughs> it's called it's called Ernest from Earth. Yeah. Uh, the latest in the Ernest saga. He's gone to jail. <laughs> he saved Christmas. And <laughs> no. oh, man, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of because it's kind of like a young adult novel kind of isn't that you're it's for slightly younger yeah kind of like it? yeah the the main characters are like 12 years old so yeah it's kind of geared towards that middle grade to young adult reader and it deals with a lot of the kind of challenges of growing up but looks at social issues and things like that as well yeah that's really cool so yeah i'm I'm excited to read it uh and then on my end i've been drinking whiskey <laughs> which is so, also good so we're each doing stuff you know like, also good we're both the we're both getting things done uh no actually i just had a cool thing and i just want to plug this because it was a, a charitable thing but uh we did this online charity show uh, last weekend. Yeah, that uh, me and a couple. Of, we were supposed to do a live show in Joliet, Illinois, um, to get. Uh, we're raising money for this twenty-month kid that has uh, neuroblastoma, which is like a really nasty cancer. Yeah, and he actually like started like a new round of chemo that day. Ooh. Um, but we did that, and we raised some money. Like we raised a couple grand last week, and then now it's been getting kind of. It's been written up in national like news and we even we just had like a, a a paper in the uk just covered it the other day and um which was it was just cool because for me i just hope it brings more money to the family like i don't really care about it doing anything for me that's not why i did it but right uh, and so that's yeah so it was for for a kid named owen buell in in joliet there's a gofundme out there if you have yeah, i don't know most of the people probably listening to this are my Facebook friends. It's on my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that that uh, is awesome, though, that I, I've enjoyed seeing those sorts of things during this time. You know, like, obviously, it's a challenging time for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. But it's always nice to see in challenging times, like when people come together and create things and do things mm -hmm. to support others and this is just another one of those so it is really cool yeah and I, and I wasn't trying to bring it up to like pat myself in the back or anything because no. i didn't even create the event or i was just kind of a part of it but i, I to me i'm just excited it's getting so much coverage because then that means it can bring in more money to them like that's, right that's the part that's the part i'm excited for i don't even like you know i don't even care to see my name in the articles i just like i'm like oh this that means more people are sharing this this GoFundMe, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's what that's been the one thing. Like the some of the news organizations that shared it, we've just messaged and be like, hey, can you put the GoFundMe on it, please? Because someone's <laughs> right. be like, oh, this is a neat thing that happened. We're just like, hey, if we're gonna like the whole like if you're gonna, you know, I, I don't care about just being like, man, aren't I nice? Didn't I do a nice thing? It's like, no, share share the thing, right? <laughs> like, we yeah. Want. Well, and if if I'm, you're writing an article about it, like you're getting some attention from writing about it, at least plug the GoFundMe thing. Yeah, but. I don't know. So that's kind of that's really the only I'd say uh, proactive thing I've done aside from me and my friends are taking turns writing the script for Fast and Furious Ten, um, which is a fun, <laughs> which I think is good uh, too. It's really great. It's even better because Fast and Furious Nine has not come out yet, so we're just guessing as to what happened <laughs> in, in, in that one <laughs> to write Fast and Furious Ten. Which honestly, it's been some people have been having trouble like maybe being creative in this time. Yeah, and everyone wants to try. I've I've kind of found, and I was you know like me and you have both been doing master classes and stuff, and and I've yeah. been trying to write down other ideas and try to create something. I have found though the thing that's got me writing the most is been writing this incredibly pointless thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's so I I think right now there's and especially when this first started there was a lot of pressure to like 
you got to be proactive. You got to, you know, you'd see, I'd see posts of being like, if you don't come out of this with at least like two new skills, you know, you're never going to get anything done. It was a lot of kind of like, right. I don't know, sh- shaming unless you like came out of this, like you better speak Mandarin when you're done with quarantine. Otherwise, you know, what did you even do? And it's like, that's not, you know, so I, to me, I've been enjoying not having to worry about every interaction. How, how does it further my comedy career? It's actually been kind of Zen for me to be like, you know, what? I can't perform right now. I'm not going to fret too much about my comedy career. I wasn't desperate to like, I'm going to start doing Facebook live stuff to to just make sure I'm making new content or whatever. It was just like, I don't know. I kind of have an excuse to not have to worry about pitching myself to anybody right now. Right. So I'm going to take that as a little bit of a, a break. And then if, you know, and I was trying to write something like, ah, I wanted to write some stuff. It wasn't happening. And then, you know, once we started doing this Fast and Furious thing, you know, I wrote, you know, 14 pages in one night. <laughs> which I haven't done in a while, you know, in a script. And I'm just like this, it just, this stupidity just flowed out of me. It is because I'm writing it just to make my other buddies laugh. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? I think the a thing that's getting lost in these, like make, you know, be creative, get some writing done. Now is actually a perfect time to write something that is utterly pointless. Right. Like it's oh, right now is a great time to actually have, you can be proactive and creative, but don't worry about it being like the next thing. You know what I mean? Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Of like, now I think now we're forgetting like now is actually time to hone your skills, not profit off your skills. Because yeah. also right now people are going to be buying less products and you know whatever necessarily you know. Oh, for sure. Or, uh, you know, people who are, I'm finally going to write that screenplay. I'm just like Hollywood stopped, bro. Like they're not going to buy a bunch <laughs> of new screenplays in the fall you know they pushed all their movies back to next year (laughs) (laughs) yeah everything that was made has already been pushed back till next year exactly so it's like i don't know maybe just worry about just becoming a better writer than you know than than writing the thing you know what i mean right i do think that's a nice thing about this sort of pause is just i mean on a deeper level it is a chance to sort of like assess and look at the things that we do but like you said, like if you like writing, it's a good time to just write and not, <clears throat> not excuse me, yeah. not try to make it for anything or whatever it is. Like if you want to learn how to juggle, I mean, like, like I think it's fun to work on skills that it does not, it's not going to make you money. It's not going to get you attention. Just like, yeah, this is a good, nice time to just try a thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting pretty good at a video game, and I'm not gonna lie, I like it. It's getting me. Like, <laughs> Is it Duck Hunt? I, I, yeah, dude, I'm killing so many fake birds. Um, nice. No, I've I've been playing this, and it's like online stuff, and it's like a, a battle royale thing, which I don't, I've never really played before. I've never played online video games. I literally will get excited with when I do better, and I'll go out and I'll tell my girlfriend, like, I got second day, and she's like, that's great. I know she doesn't care. I appreciate her <laughs> pretending. It's very sweet of her to pretend. It's very nice, uh, but you know the fake enthusiasm. I need it in my life. I don't have audiences right now, so I need I need someone to pretend like you're doing great, bud. Good, no. good set, you know. Uh, but, but I am getting weird pride from this very, very pointless activity. But yeah. I don't know. It brings me joy, I guess. I I, and I guess part of it too, like I I was like I'm gonna read a lot more books too. But I'm like that's the mentality I have already all year. Right. I'm just learning like I don't you know I don't I just don't do well when I if I if I beat myself into doing something I'm not going to enjoy it and therefore not follow through with it. Yeah, that's fair. And it's like that's that's it's like it's just like a good lesson I'm learning. I'm just like, "Oh, I need to find a way to want to do an activity like read a book or whatever." So I'm just like, "You don't read enough, you idiot. Pick up a book." It doesn't make you <laughs> Yeah. Even if it's a great book, it doesn't make you want to finish the book when you started it from a standpoint of if you don't read this, you're stupid. Like that's what you know, at least that's what I do to myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. And I kind of like the it helps if you have some sort of even if it's a weird jumping off point, like the writing a script for Fast Furious Ten, like that can be helpful. They're like, Oh yeah, here's just Can I a can I tell you the title quick that yes, my buddy please. Rob came up with? He is called Fast Ten Your Seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. It's I'm a, in. It's a very good title. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen one of those movies since the second one. I think I tapped out after that. But uh, you signed me up for Fast Ten Your Seatbelts. I seat say belts. I. 
I, I hadn't watched them at all until uh, last year when my buddies had me sit down and uh, watch all of them to prepare for Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw um, <laughs> to just to get me. And let me tell you, it's 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 an intricate yet pointless world. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> there seem to be no rules, but a lot. Of, but things that happen throughout the movies do affect each other, but not in meaningful ways. It's just like, oh, here, remember this character <laughs> from five movies ago? He's back now, I guess. And they're gonna reference it like you remember him. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one really, no one really dies. All the bad guys become good guys, which is weird because they start as terrorists and then now they're secret agents. I it the law makes no sense. I don't know. Well, it's a movie that's it's a movie that started with street <laughs> yeah. racers stealing DVD players, and now they're like super agents who are to have I I think they are in charge of the country I'm not sure I feel like I feel like the president I think the president answers to Vin Diesel I don't really understand what the the power structure in the Fast and Furious universe is uh but I I want to know more what well, that is interesting and I I appreciate just schlocky action but the first one was fairly like grounded you know or it's like yeah the racing seemed relatively realistic as far as car racing in films go and like they yeah they weren't really doing anything extraordinary yeah but once they decided to not really care about being street racing movies anymore and just about being whatever the hell they wanted movies they got good they got once they started like having international heists and and jumping cars out of buildings and stuff like that it became it got good it got real good they really just leaned into the schlock and they got fun (laughs) like we just have to be fast and furious that's it that's the only two that's all we gotta be you know what we didn't say how we have to do it we just have to be both those things yeah I don't have to. I don't have to be fast and furious doing this activity. I just got to do anything, being fast and or furious. <laughs> yeah. What have you? Have you watched anything good? I mean, you've been. You've watched way more than me. I'm super. I haven't hardly watched any movies, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's been kind of nice too, especially with the kids. Is we're often we're typically very busy between school and sports and all that type of stuff. So. That's been kind of funny. Even if we do a full school day at home, you cut out going to the weight room, you cut out going to track practice, and we add like four hours to our day. So we've been watching like a movie pretty much every night together, and we just take turns. So like Mick picks one, Claire picks one, and then I pick a movie. So it's been kind of fun, like me showing them some of my favorite movies. They're old enough now to kind of get things. Like we watched mm-hmm. Captain Fantastic because I love that movie. We watched Open Range. Yeah. I mean, just like some of my like, hey, these are my favorite movies and here's why. And then uh, it's fun too as we just have a little more time to like break them down and talk about them too, you know? So yeah i was wondering if the kids wanted to watch stranger things i love stranger things they like that sort of story and i love those stories too like goonies and things where it's like a group of kids against whatever mm-hmm. and so I, I showed them the movie super eight first i was oh, that's a good that's a actually a really good transition like piece to use well because my only concern was like well well claire my daughter will she be a little like will she be spooked by some of the stuff. Not that Stranger yeah. Things isn't super scary, but it's you know it's kind of eerie. It's um, scary, and as it goes, like the the second third season gets a little more gruesome to it, but it's, right. it's still kind of fake enough that it doesn't look like gore in a way, you know. So, but that's, I kind of thought I'm like, well, here, let's watch Super Eight, and if you like that, then there's a good chance you'll like Stranger Things. So we watched Super Eight, but it was kind of funny as. You know, Mick really gets into that stuff. You know, he's right. So he was kind of like, as we're watching it, he's like, Dad, it's a lot cooler because you don't see the monster right away. Like, you see people get like pulled yeah. out of the frame and stuff destroyed. And I'm like, Well, yeah. And then that led to a discussion on like, well, it's a J.J. Abram flick. It's Amblin Entertainment produced, so Steven Spielberg produces it. Like they're both masters of the, you know, the mystery box type of thing where it's all about. The He's gonna love Jaws. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and we had talked about that with Jurassic Park. Like, why is the first Jurassic Park like a near perfect movie, and the other ones are whatever? You can like the other ones, but it's not the yeah. first Jurassic Park. 
Right. It's like, well, because like you see the water shaking in the cup, you don't. Oh, hey, there's the T Rex. There's the anticipation. But it's fun as he kind of comes to those revelations. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, surprisingly, you said Claire's been into it too, into Stranger Things. Yeah. So then we started Stranger Things and watch the first. Hey, Claire's Claire's only request is that we watch them during the day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know, right. fair it's a fair request i get it yeah yeah so you gotta appreciate a self-aware kid of just like no nah, i'm gonna have nightmares dude i, wa- I want to watch the stuff but <laughs> right <laughs> i want to sleep <laughs> and she lives in the, she sleeps in the basement too she's got she's got a room down there he's she's not just in a basement uh, <laughs> feed her fish heads. i said that yeah yeah <laughs> eating fish heads that you yep. said <laughs> <laughs> i was just about to make a same simpsons reference <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> The evil Bart. Yeah. <laughs> and then they find out Bart is the evil Bart. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've been, I, yeah. I keep forgetting the Simpsons on Disney Plus. Every now and then I have to go, I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood for like a, a cartoon I like. I'm like, I've, I've watched Future, I'm like, I've watched Futurama to death. I'm like, oh, the Simpsons. I like, I, I, it's an epiphany every time that I remember it's on there. <laughs> it's really funny. I actually had the same thought the other day. And I was actually thinking of like, because you and I have watched some cool stuff together, but like sometimes I just sit and scroll, and like I don't really know what to watch. And yeah. I'm like, like one night we just watched old Simpsons episodes. I'm like, that's all. That's a perfect go-to always. It it is really good. It's fun watching. I, I, there's some jokes that don't, uh, you know, age well just because they're old, and not even because right. like they're they're bad. I saw one. It was about Homer being a better father, and at the Fatherhood Institute, they give him the book written by Bill Cosby, oh, and Homer yeah. just goes, Homer just goes, if he's as funny if as or if he's as smarty as is he as funny, I'm in good hands. And at the end of the episode, he's like, Bill Cosby just saved the Simpsons, and I'm like, oh boy, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not their fault. That's what that's what he was known as then. He was America's dad back then, right? You know? Well, it's like those little things. I'm just like, and you're just like, man, that's how long this show has been on, too. <laughs> like, well, it's kind of surprising that some of the older episodes hold up as well as they do. Because if you think about yeah. it, like the show has been on for 30 years. When we were kids, I wouldn't have been watching a TV show from the 50s. I mean, it wouldn't, no. have, yeah. wouldn't have made sense. Yeah, and like there's there's some reference points that like something will happen. I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. But like generally, they they're not too crazy topical. They're more you know they reference kind of classic cinema and stuff like that. And yeah, um, and I mean I and honestly too like as something that is you know has been on that long and you know when The Simpsons first started too was kind of considered edgy a little bit oh, too there yeah. were people who thought it, you know just because it was a cartoon that said damn you know so it was right. like, oh you know <laughs> we've never seen a cartoon that way before dude i've you know that, that just of the you know that's just historically that joke doesn't hold up because of what we found out about bill cosby but really there hasn't been a lot of, there's not a ton of like quote-unquote problematic humor in it right I, like I kind of watch there, there's very few times when anything like <clears throat> i'm like oh you can't say that anymore like there's not a ton of it like a little bit here and there but it's pretty soft you know i mean you know i think that's that kind of says something that the the biggest thing that the simpsons had to deal with in growth is just how their characters of color are voiced by white actors you know what i mean right it's kind of yeah, like exactly the, the yeah. fact that that's the fact that that's been the biggest pushback at that show has gone on is kind of amazing that we don't look back and they're like, oh no, it's two, seasons two and three were messed up, like you know, because you have that with some shows where you like, <laughs> yeah, where you look back at some shows that you know from the nineties where you're like, oh, you can't say any of these jokes anymore, <laughs> for <laughs> like, sure, yeah, and you don't, and you oddly, you don't really have it much with the Simpsons, which is, which is, I don't know, pretty cool that it it holds up as well as it does. Oh yeah, I agree. It, it's funny with uh, just thinking of like shows and stuff that. Like, well, one thing that we're super excited for is the Parks and Rec reunion. Yeah. That's coming out for this Thursday. Yeah. It's like the first time in a long time that I've kind of followed like, hey, what's coming out or whatever. And that's uh, I'm really excited for that. Maybe more than like an adult man should be excited for a reunion (laughs) episode of TV. A reunion episode that's going to be all through webcams too, because yeah, they're doing exactly. it now. So it's so it's like to be. It is funny to be excited right now for things through just the voice, like the the FaceTimes that we're all doing together, and be like, Ooh, right. but these characters are doing it. So now I'm really into it. But I don't know. I like the idea of it too that they're they're setting it now, and it's it's going to be all about 
Leslie checking in on her friends. Well, yeah, is, I think uh, it's an awesome premise, and it makes sense for like the relationships on the show. That like, I mean, the show ended in well, it was 2017 after they did their time jump, you know. So it's like, right, yeah, like this couple years after that, we know in that show they show kind of what everyone's path is. So it's not like it's gonna change the canon of the show where it's just like oh no right it's just a peak if they were during this time they're trying to check in on each other like yeah that's yeah. great oh i think i lost the video chat there for a sec hello i can see you uh-oh connection lost hmm well Beep boop. let's see on my end the video screen just went blankety blank Hello. Hey, hi. <laughs> We're back. We're back. A dinosaur <laughs> <Should> we... story. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I haven't thought about that movie in a while. <laughs> that movie's great because it's like an hour long. That's true. It's a really short one. Yeah. Here, let's. Uh, did you stop recording or were you still recording the whole time? I, I was still recording because I didn't, okay. didn't know if like, our screens went out at the same time because I heard you talking about your video going down and then mine went down. Okay, yeah, because because you, you froze for a second. Yeah, okay. So then, if you're still rolling, then we shouldn't have to reslate <laughs> as, <Okay>. as, <laughs> as as maybe fun as that would be. I, <laughs> as, as much as I love a good reslate, <laughs> I'm gonna start right. doing it for things around the house. I'm gonna be like, it is time for breakfast. Clap. Yeah, I'm gonna get, make yeah, a get clacker the clacker board. Around. <laughs> yep. yeah, uh, it's gonna be baked. Uh, bacon and eggs attempt one, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I don't know how I'm going to edit that, but basically our, our call cut out for a second. Yeah. People listening. I don't know. Unless I'll just leave. I'll just, it might be fun to just leave the dead space up. So you get to hear two people <laughs> in separate recordings go, Oh, what, Oh, what happened? Well, oh. <laughs> I, I, I kind of narrated. I was like, well, and now our video screens have gone down. <laughs> You know, I think I kind of, I think I was too. I, was, I think I was just going like, oh, I think I lost you. Yep, I think you're gone. Nope, yeah, it's over. Oh, yeah, network connection yeah. lost. Like I was. <laughs> so this time is Which all probably- about. It's about us feeling like we're still together even when we're far apart, and that goes exactly. out to all of the listeners. Yeah, <laughs> and it's nice to it's nice to just get a cold hard reminder that the connection was lost. It's good to just be reminded. Like, <laughs> hey, I know you're feeling good because you're talking to your brother. It's not real <laughs> you are beholden to the computer uh, <laughs> uh, i will bring up one movie that we both watched uh because i it's one of the few i've watched recently and i brought up with you uh but uh the pixar movie onward oh so good um, it's really good i like yeah. that a lot I, I didn't hear a ton of like reviews about it it was only out in theaters for like what two weeks before like shutdown happened yeah, it wasn't long because like we that. we went to it in theaters right before everything closed, right. and then it was like the oh hey now it's streaming. Yeah, they put it on uh, on Disney Plus and like Amazon stuff right away, and yeah, I watched it, and I uh, I I think it's the hardest I've ever cried at a movie. Uh, <laughs> I think in <laughs> yeah. my life, I think I set a record. Uh, granted, this is coming from a guy who spent uh, twenty seven years uh, emotionally locked down, uh, so that's it's not a, it's not a it's not a fair study. It's not a fair sample size, but. Um, <laughs> Now that uh, now that uh, uh, anything makes me cry, uh, this movie got me real good. Uh, <laughs> it is a great movie, though. I, I thought the same thing. I didn't hear a ton about it, like you would with like a Toy Story or something like that, which I know that's kind right. of its own big thing. But I really well, and, loved it. And Toy Story too. Like those movies, they have they have now so much built behind them already. They can take big stabs like that's why like you know toy story 3 was so kind of emotionally brutal because it's like well they already had 15 years of building uh you know these characters in this world that you cared about and there was so much nostalgia with them already so i I think sometimes it's unfair to you know hold the the new movies against some of those old ones because like well those old ones get to live off of like the legacy now of what that they've already built like true it's true it's really risky when they do a you know a new pixar movie it's like this is a whole new concept that's not built on anything and uh i I really like this one too i I think it doesn't get credit too it's pretty 
it's really well structured. Like it, the, yeah, this it's really it felt very like kind of like eighties and nineties kind of family movie in that like you know how like those eighties family movies are just structured so well because it's like set up and payoff like everything like we're gonna everything yep. it's it's not necessarily everything gets kind of tied up in a bow but in a good way not in that negative way where like oh everything's all tied up but it's like no everything connected and comes right. together in a confluence of 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 thematic and narrative elements that is wildly satisfying and some of the stuff you right. didn't even realize was being set up when it you know when it happens um so i don't know i thought the movie was structured really well and then yeah i like i told you it's it's all about you know, fathers and sons and brothers. So it was basically tailor made to make me cry. Those are the things. <laughs> those are the things that make me. I told my friends that I'm just like I'm like I, they're like was that onward good? I'm like it made me cry. I'm like but it was specifically made to make Logan Nielsen's cry. So <laughs> it's hard to it's, it's hard to judge it like super objectively. Like, well, that's that is a movie I've been really recommending to people, but that's always the disclaimer that I attach to it. Is I'm like. I loved it. I thought it was great, but it's about brothers and dads, which is kind of my thing. So, yeah, you know, like you may not love it as much as I did, but I still think it's a really well done movie. Yeah, yeah. So that that one I really liked. I, but otherwise, I don't think I've watched much. Oh, I watched that yesterday movie, the If the Beatles Didn't Exist. Yeah, um, you mentioned that. I, ha- I still haven't checked it out. I was kind of curious, I mean, but I also felt like I kind of got the idea you kind of get it it's better than i thought it was gonna be yeah i will say that because from the trailer i was like this looks stupid um it's better than (laughs) that it was it was it was an enjoyable watch and part of the fun too is that as as the movie goes on it drops a little uh like the beatles aren't the only thing that disappeared in the blackout yeah yeah other things did but those things are just kind of they're just background jokes of just like someone will mention he'll mention something and they'll be like I don't know what that is and then he has to be like okay uh, <laughs> like when he, he learns that other and it's not even just bands but like like other just things in the world like there's a runner that Coca Cola doesn't exist anymore so he has to like ask he's like yeah you can have a Coke and they're like I don't know what you're talking about he's like a Pepsi <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny and that's kind of, so like it, it, it's it's honestly it's 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 genuinely enjoyable. Like I, I yeah. didn't, I didn't hate it. Like it's a good one, but yeah. I don't know. That's the end of that thought. You know, a movie I rewatched the other day because it popped up on the HBO Go that I just really love is The Nice Guys. Oh, that movie's so good. Oh, I think it's just so funny, yeah, and the so action good. in it is great. That movie's so good. That like. I already liked Ryan Gosling when that movie came out. Yeah. But then that movie came out, and I'm like, Ryan Gosling is hilarious. Oh, he is a really, yes. really great comedic actor. He's so funny in that movie. And Russell Crowe is really funny in that, too. I, I didn't really think Russell Crowe was that funny. Oh, Russell yeah. Crow has Russell Crowe has my favorite spit take in cinema history in that movie. <laughs> yes. Because it's not really even a spit. He just kind of goes like, and then like, <laughs> yeah. he, and he tries to like get himself together. <laughs> <laughs> when his wife tells him that she was sleeping with his brother and he's <laughs> just it's more, of a, it's, it's more of like a dribble take than a spit take but it, i the first time i watched it i rewound the movie i rewound it three times to watch i'm like that is such a masterful <laughs> like way to and it's, just, it's a three second flashback clip and then just, yeah. just like that it's so perfect that movie's so funny yeah, um, and it's it, so, so well put together, and there's a lot of jokes like that that you don't see the punchline coming, and it's just really funny. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, Shane Black did that one. His movie that he did similar to that was uh, was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. If you ever saw that with uh, yeah. Robert, that movie I really love. There's there's some humor in that that doesn't super hold up anymore, but that movie's so well crafted, and the characters are so likable. Um, oh yeah, I love that Val Kilmer. Really, and that's great. Oh, Val Kilmer's so funny in that, and, and Robert Downey Jr. is the lead. Kind of it, right before Iron Man, like this was kind of right before Robert Downey Jr. came back. Because um, I think if that movie had come out like in 2009, it would have been a much bigger movie than it was. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because it was it was you know it was like 2005, and the leads were Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, who were not really the bankable names in 2005 <laughs> right <laughs> and the villain is corbin bernson it wasn't really like the big, <laughs> it wasn't the big selling names you know of uh of 2005 but uh 
I I really love that movie, and so I was I I just been Shane Black. He does because he did Iron Man three, which is which was fine. You know, I like that. And then he right. did the Predators reboot too, uh, the oh, Predator. Yeah. And it's it's like I don't know that movie like kind of works, and then it's really got like the eighties like attitude again. But it just kind of felt eh to me the whole time. Right. Um. But like, but then he did the good or the nice guys too, and now I'm just like that movie is so good. So it's like I don't know he's. He, He's got a real like one for me, one for them, and his ones f- for me are are for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good movie. I also rewatched. Uh, I was talking about it because we we had both watched some of the uh, the Aaron Sorkin masterclass. Yeah. Um, and I've been a fan of for a while because I love The West Wing. It's one of my favorite shows and, and other movies he's done. But I I rewatched uh, that Steve Jobs movie, the Michael Fassbender one. Um, right. That movie's really good. I, I you said you hadn't seen that one yet, right? No, and I should watch it because I got on a Sorkin kick after we did that masterclass, which was great. But I watched, and I had, I really hadn't watched a lot of his recent like big movies. So I watched Molly's Game, which I really liked. And oh, he, that's right. He directed that one. That was great. And then yeah, this is his first directing movie. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. And then I watched The Social Network as well, which is really well done. I think I liked Molly's Game better, just personally, but. Ooh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's that's saying something because Social Network is a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. I and I really enjoyed both, but I, I don't know. It, it may just have been that I like the story of Molly's Game, like the actual. I mean, like, I don't. I really like the way the Social Network is done, but I don't super care about like whose idea Facebook was and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah. Where, like, the character of Molly, I, I think, is just, for me, more interesting. That she was this, like, elite-level athlete and then formed this celebrity high-stakes poker ring. And I just yeah. I found it really interesting. And it's, of course, yeah, really it, well done. Yeah, because it's a true story. It's a real story, right, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, which is so funny to think, like, when stuff like that is, like, a real story of, like, oh, these, these high-stakes underground celebrity poker games it kind of makes you go like that's a real thing why (laughs) well yeah it's crazy just go to vegas just be rich and go to vegas play with the stakes you want i don't know (laughs) well the stuff that happens in it is just crazy where you have those thoughts that like some people are actually living that way (laughs) that seems insane yeah Oh, the other thing I did watch. Speaking of people actually live that way, uh, <laughs> was because uh, it, it was the viral thing for a bit there. But was that Tiger King, um, which on Netflix? Oh which yeah, is, yeah. Which, which is bonkers. And then the more you learn about it outside of it, makes it even more bonkers. Uh, but it's also come out too that like the the filmmakers did not show the whole story in that too. Like there's some bad stuff they held off on to like make Joe Exotic just look kind of silly rather than like actually terrible. Um, and then also the the Carol Baskins lady who everyone then turned on, just like she murdered her husband, like that stuff. Uh, they she thought they were just making a movie about uh, the dangers of of owning big cats, and then they did that kind of smear job on her. Uh, oh. And then also the director of the Netflix series owns several restaurants in New York, and he is offering no help to his workers who have been uh, furloughed uh, yeah. during this. So it's kind of just like, oh, it's this one big product just full of uh, full of and made by insane people. <laughs> like, it's well, just- yeah, that, that was my because I started watching it because you recommended it and so did a couple other people just in terms of like it being interesting. Um, yeah. So. I started watching it and I watched like the first two episodes, I think. And then I was like, no, I don't know. This is, I'm very much so if I'm not emotionally invested in the characters, I'm just out. So I bailed. And then a buddy of mine was talking to me about it. And he said like, well, you got to watch episode three. Episode three is where they reveal the Carol Baskins or whatever lady that her husband kind of mysteriously, disappeared died whatever so he's like well, you gotta watch that one because there's like a twist so i'm like all right so i watched episode three got that information and then i was out so that's as far yeah. as i got 
Well, that's the thing. And I, it is kind of a bummer that people turned it into like, man, this is so wacky. Isn't Joe Exotic wacky? I mean, you know, in the, the live stream show I did, I dressed up as Joe Exotic, so I can't really, you know, judge too much. <laughs> right. Because we were doing a costume thing. I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, I could shave my beard into a into a Fu Manchu and I can... <laughs> right. And then my girlfriend's just like, I can make a wig out of yarn. I'm like, yeah, right, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, so I did that for for that bit, but it's like, but also I just kept watching it because it was just I couldn't believe it was real life, and every every second was crazier than the last. Like I, yeah, I didn't think I didn't think any of them were like, oh, aren't they wacky? I was like, no, these people are all insane. It was kind of that thing too of like, well, everyone involved here is terrible, so <laughs> it, it gave me this weird freedom to just like, no, I can just watch and judge and that's norm- not normally who i am i'm not normally a like I wanna, yeah. but i'm just like i'm like no nah, i'm like like there, no there's no good guys in this like because even the one guy who like you know oh he's, he was the tv producer he's like i wanted to make a million dollars off of you know joe exotic but you know my footage got burned up and then people think he might have done it. i'm just like that nah, see just you're all you're all insane so i don't really i don't know i guess i felt free just being like i don't care what happens to any of you <laughs> like, <laughs> gave, yeah. me, gave me a, a weird like guilt-free ticket of just like yeah whatever i'm gonna watch this insanity i'm i mine was the other way i was so unemotionally invested <laughs> it made me invested <laughs> like, well and i i think that's a good thing we've talked about that before with music and I appreciate that some people really like things for the escapism of it. You know, like this is so surreal yeah. and out of my real life where I'm kind of the opposite. Like, unless I can really emotionally get linked into it, I'm like, ah, I don't care. This it just kind of bums me out, I guess. I mean, like I do have an emotional right, reaction, yeah. but it's like there's a lot of backstabbing and whatever. And these, I don't really not huge on animals in captivity anyway. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, this kind of bums well, me I out. I guess that was my thing too. Cause like it starts with the fact that there are more tigers in captivity than in the wild. Um, right. And, it, and so I guess for me, it just gave me that point. I'm like, well, that annoys me and I'm mad at these people for that. So therefore I can like, that's my emotional investment. I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. Some of you going down. Yeah, that's fair. We shouldn't have this. People shouldn't own tigers. This is bad. Yes. Well, and it it probably didn't help that around. I don't remember if I had watched it before I started Tiger King or not, but doing these master classes, I watched Jane Goodall's master class on conservationism. Which is just wonderful. She's such a brilliant and articulate woman who is just a wonderful storyteller. So I was getting really invested in the things she was talking about. And she talks about her experiences with the chimps and things like that. But she's also just talking about conservation in general. And a lot of the things it's like, uh, I sincerely, when I got done with the class, I was online looking at smaller houses solar panels and a smaller car (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm like oh my goodness i need to like i found myself saying sorry jane if i showered too long you know i was like i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's a weird level of self-shame I've yet to see from you, but that's like, <laughs> well, no. it was just like her points were so like powerful that I was like, oh my goodness, like that is a really yeah. important thing. Well, I'm probably stacked right now too with just with what's happening now. Like I have it a little bit too, where you know, well, one I keep being like, man, I picked the right time to move back to Iowa from Chicago. Oh. I have that all the time. Yeah. I'm just like I, my my friends ask me, they're like, "How you doing there?" I'm just like, "I chose the correct time to move back to the middle of nowhere." I yeah. will say that, like, you know, my sure. friends you know, in Chicago and New York and L.A., like, they are they are genuinely locked down. Where like it's scary to leave the apartment, and you know, yeah, you know, and I see them post pictures where it's like these big lines outside of grocery stores because they won't let you know certain amount of people in. And right. so it's just these lines outside, people all standing six feet apart. And then you have like people watching them too to make sure they're like obeying the rules. It's like, yeah, it's a lot more sad, <laughs> you know, there. Right. Uh, and stuff like that. But, uh, um, uh, so I, you know, I, I chose that right time accidentally. Uh, but then it also, <laughs> yeah. it also gets me to the point too, you know, because I was thinking about, you know, moving back to a big city coming up. But I'm just like, well, shoot now with you know this kind of thing happening now's the time to almost just go to the woods like it's just 
<laughs> yeah. And you know what? The government's too busy handling other stuff. I can get off the grid real easy. They they won't notice old Logan Nielsen disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna be looking after him with this the, the old pandemic happening. Just pull a Chris McCandless and burn your social security card and everything, and out yep, you, there go. you go. There you go. And I'll, I'll figure it out. You can eat trees or whatever. Um, <laughs> I think that's how it works. I did see an interesting article a, a friend uh, sent me for it. It was a different podcast I was on that they uh, 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 sent me some news stories that we might talk about. And there was one that in we didn't talk about on the podcast, uh, but on uh, in L.A. or like in California, um, the tickets for super speeding, as in going over 100 miles an hour, yeah. the tickets giving up have gone up 87%. Jeez. Last it was like they gave out like twenty eight hundred tickets last month, and then it said as opposed to you know one thousand something the this time last year. I'm like that's still good. That's still go. so many. <laughs> Just because roads are empty, so people are hammered down. Exactly, everybody's locked down, and you're out. You know, you're out in the desert and stuff too. Or especially if you're like you know, in the LA area, it's all these you know these six lane highways that are probably way more open than they normally are. So you're usually I gridlocked, suppose. and now it's like, well, I'm, I'm gonna open this baby up now. <laughs> but it was yeah, across the state, wow. it's it's gone up eighty seven percent. I'm like, that's such a huge number. That's such <laughs> a massive <laughs> increase in super speeding. That's crazy. I didn't even think of that like as a term. I, I know right, but yeah, it's a it's a different type of ticket. There's speeding and there's super speeding. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so uh, you 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 committed a hyper crime. <laughs> you, you, you didn't do a, you did an Uber no no. How dare you? <laughs> hyper crime is when you commit a crime wearing uh, one of those hyper color T shirts. You know, you put yeah. your hand down and yeah. it changes color. I think a hyper crime. I think that's what uh, um, uh, uh, Wesley Snipes committed in uh, um, Demolition Man. <laughs> I, think <that's, laughs> I think that's. It's in that world that uh, that hyper crime exists. I think that's yeah. <laughs> I thought of that movie the other day because we've talked about our mom has like the world's largest collection of dubbed VHS tapes still in existence. Oh, yeah. We we got a whole library of of illegally. <laughs> <laughs> ripped movies yeah. yeah she's just record them off of cable back in the day with the vcr mm-hmm. but you know you could put three or four flicks on one vhs tape and we would watch these and just the combinations of movies is such a great thing you had mentioned doing oh, yeah. that like as a podcast one time like just picking a vhs tape and we'll just watch it you know just watching all three and it just trying to put them together thematically if you can like yeah. try to find yeah. is there a theme between you know the I don't know, uh, between Drop Dead Fred and and The Rock. You know, is there is there a, is, you know, is there a thematic connection between, you know, between uh Kramer versus Kramer and the uh 1995 CMA Awards, you know, or is there is there a, I was just going to reference that cuz there's a good so many chance country music on them. There's a good chance on one of our mom's VHS tapes. It's a couple of movies if they were filmed around the time is the CMA Awards, that is on there. And if there's a little dead space at the end, like not enough for another movie, she just records CMT. You know, so just the like CMT, just country just music, bunch videos. of country music. I don't, I, I vividly remember like mid '90s country music videos because of of those tapes. And and she put them on to just play then too sometimes. Yep. She didn't. Re- she didn't record them flippantly. She she yeah. utilized them. It was for a purpose. Yeah. She went. Back I was to- in a. I I don't know why I woke up yesterday in a real country music mood, and so I played. Uh, you'd appreciate it because it was. <laughs> it had some. Uh, had some Garth Brooks. Well, it started with John Michael Montgomery. Ooh. Uh, it started with that. Yeah, Deep and then ball. I went into. Yep, and then I went into some uh, Alabama and Garth Brooks and uh, Colin Ray. Um, nice. And then I even. And then I closed it down. I ended on a few songs from the old Joe Diffie, who uh, who sadly uh, yeah. passed away during this whole thing. And I I forgot how how fun some of those songs are. 
Like John Deere Green. I was like, I never liked that song. I listened to it, I'm like, eh, it's a good song. And I didn't realize it was actually <laughs> yeah. about a literal color, John Deere Green. Right. In my mind, in my mind, it was about like tractors or oh, about yeah, yeah. about the story of John Deere Green. I guess I hadn't thought about it in years. And then listening to this, I'm like, oh no, it's about a shade of green called yep. John Deere Green. <laughs> yep. I never, I just completely forgot what that song was about. Just <laughs> like, a specific paint. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's an actual color. He's just decided it's John Deere green. I, th- I think it is. I think technically, I, it probably like, is. John Deere tractors are John Deere green. Like that's right, their yeah. trademarked color. But uh, right, there is something kind of just fun about that era of country music. Well, yeah, because you can see it was. It's so clearly that the songs were created hook first. <laughs> yeah and i and i don't mean that in a bad way where it's just like oh this is the type of hook i want this is like the because a lot of the the you know the choruses are like a saying they came up with or yeah. something yep and then it's just like oh clearly you had that and you're like well i gotta build a song around that yeah and then you know because i think it was probably just doing you john Deere green and it was like all right <sighs> what do i write about then it's like i don't know paint <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why would a fella use some paint that's the thing. And I was just like, that was clearly just wanting to make a song called John Deere Green first. You know, same thing when he had the one <laughs> yeah. about the third the third rock from the sun one, you know. That yeah, one was yeah. like, oh, welcome to our third rock from the sun. I'm like, he definitely like, well, let's, I'm going to do something about that. It'll be about, I don't know, it'll be about cause and effect b- probability. I don't know. Those classic <laughs> country music themes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which I thought too. I'm just like, oh, that's you know, I haven't really seen that much in uh, uh, country music. A song that's about just randomness instead of about about fate or about you know something. It's just like, nope, this one's just about man, life sure is crazy, huh? <laughs> Sometimes stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes stuff happens. Sometimes it just don't. <laughs> like, there you go. But yeah, that's the next hit. Well, shoot, I guess that's been about an hour. I suppose we could. Uh, close this one out yeah sounds good it's good to uh see you even though it's video yeah, yeah it's good to see you. it's fun too because you you have your curtains up you keep your house pretty dark and then also the sun's starting to go down so you're just slowly becoming like <laughs> someone who's being interviewed in witness protection like as <laughs> it's slowly yeah, i guess i noticed that. well i had the, the windows open and i felt like there was like too much sun blasting in but uh yeah so now i'm just sitting in the dark well well yeah and uh we should do this again real soon and i'm trying i'm 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 getting landon set up too nice. so hopefully we'll do another remote one we should try to get it up i'm gonna put this one up this week let's try to do one for next week too let's just yeah. let's get you know i mean we're not busy yeah, yeah uh, that sounds good <laughs> so, so we'll try to do that i'll try to get landon in for next time but yeah uh this was really fun i'm glad we decided to do this i needed this this was yeah, yeah for sure me too man um, and and to everybody out there uh stay safe i know it's it's getting increasingly crazier and crazier as it goes but just just be smart be safe take care of each other um i you know i think that's that's really at any level that's what we can do is just take care of ourselves and each other and sometimes that means not touching people so <laughs> i mean you indeed know, i'm sorry you you leave grandma alone you just gotta just leave her. She might be guilting you, but just, just t- say it's for, it's for your own good, Grandma, because I'm sure she yelled that at you at some point when you were a kid. <laughs> that's, that's so. right, that's right. How do you so. like it? Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you feel learning the hard lesson? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what a weird moral to end on. But <laughs> anyway. Well, all right. Good to see you, Luke. Yeah, you too, man. Catch you later, dude. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you in Branson. <laughs>